You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to That Chelsea Podcast, episode three, the one where we go to Wembley. I'm joined, as always, by Jack Davies. How are we doing, Jackie boy? Yeah, good, mate. Ready to discuss uh, two big wins. Yep, exactly. On the pod this week, this episode, we discussed Chelsea's win against Manchester City, the implications it has on the top four race, how big a step it was for the boys, how big a win it was for Frank, etc. We also discussed... Chelsea's win against Leicester, a rather unforgettable game, but the job got done. And then finally, we'll look ahead to West Ham United, a London derby with no fans against a team that tend, we tend to struggle with. That's all to come on this episode of the podcast. Right, Jack, only one place to start. Thursday, we played Manchester City. Team news came out. We, we said to each other, this is either genius or we're getting hammered. Turns out it was genius. N'Golo Kante is a six. Barkley and Mount is eight. We punished City for their mistakes. We actually defended pretty well as well. One, two, one. Handed Liverpool the Premier League. But uh, we, a big step for top four. And I guess that was the most important aspect of Thursday night. Yeah, mass- massively. Um, to open up that. five po- Is it five points on Man United? Yeah, it's now two from Wolves, but Wolves have played a game more. Yeah, yeah. So you know that was huge, huge win. Um, can't say we really expected it before. No. I think we went. I think we went with. Oh, I went with two two, and you went with one one. Yeah, we we thought we uh, might get a point, but we thought a win was optimistic. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, um, I think we were sort of scratching our heads when the uh, team sheet came out. At, whatever time it was, and we were like, oh, God, here we go. 
Um, as I know a lot of my other friends that are Chelsea fans too, they were, they were not happy. But um, when you pull off a result like that, you just got to stand up and uh, applaud the manager. So, um, and he's done. He's been doing that recently as well. Not even not just with the starting lineups, but with the substitutions he's made. They've been very um, uh, influential. The players that have come on have impacted the game straight away. Um, and I thought Pulisic against City was quality, absolutely yeah. quality the other day. Great first goal. Um, yeah, huge win. Yeah, no, I think, I think what, what impressed me the most with City, apart from, I think, that really scary moment after they equalised when they had, you know, when Sterling hit the post, we weren't really carved open by them. We defended pretty well. Hmm. And we always looked a threat on the break as well. I think yeah. that was what is. It reminded me the start of the City game. Well, both halves of Z reminded me of the game against from last year at the Bridge, where the first, basically, the first half we just had to weather the storm, yeah. and then we we caught them on the break. And that's what we did. That's what we did here. A City error, and Pulisic pounces on. You have to say that's a br- that's a brilliant, brilliant finish from him. Very good finish. Yeah. So then we go. You know, we go one nil up. And then we gave a free kick away only in the second half. And I just had a feeling. I saw De Bruyne over it and I was like, oh, no. This is going <laughs> top corner, isn't it? This is, I just had a feeling. I had a similar feeling with Rashford in the League Cup game earlier on in the season. I was right there as well. And he top corner, nothing you can do. And then, then just thinking, oh, God. We, we need you just hold flood, on, boys. Yeah. Are the floodgates going to open sort of thing? <laughs> but again, you know, we weathered the storm. The drinks break came, which the drinks break seems to have been a really useful thing for for Frank and the boys. And we, you know, changes were made. Tammy Tammy came on for Giroud. I thought Giroud did okay. His hold up play was okay, but you know, his pace wasn't going to cause City any any problems. <laughs> but Tammy come comes on. He's lively. And he made a difference. Definitely. I was going to say what I. have I thought it was interesting. Did you see the um the video BT Sport posted? Oh, where you could hear what they what yeah. the play, what Lampard was saying to the players in the drinks break, and, and then well, you heard Aspi saying, well, yeah. Aspi saying, "Oh, uh, let's just play yeah, it long, go long, go long." Yeah. To. And with someone like Tammy getting in behind with his pace, someone that's actually got some wheels, um, yeah. I think that was yeah, a, that was a very good substitution to make. Um, and then yeah, it ultimately it was it was uh, William. William got past De Bruyne, and yeah. I thought he was going to take him down. And then you managed to keep going, and then was it, was it, it was Tammy yeah. in the end that they were was well, a couple of them were in there trying to bundle it over. <laughs> All starts with Kante intercepting the ball, and then mm. passes it to William. I have to say, I have to say, William like. He, like the energy he still had going into the latter stages of the game, bearing in mind that he'd also played, I think, most of the match or the full match against Villa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the energy he had to get past De Bruyne, put the ball into the box. It wasn't, it wasn't a great first ball, but second ball, he got it right. And Tammy scuffs the shot. Edison says Pulisic can't quite get it. And bear in mind, Pulisic had also had a shot cleared off the line earlier. Mm-hmm. And you just, when, when originally it's not given, you're just thinking, oh, it's not our day. Thankfully, VAR steps in. Fernandinho yeah. gets sent off. And then Willian, with no Jorginho on the pitch, Willian takes the penalty, steps up calmly, slots it in the top corner, 
and from then on you're just thinking just hold on boys get over the line because it's it really did feel like a bonus three points not one we'd have probably expected took a yeah. bit of pressure off and we'd just get got us that bit closer to top four qualification for the Champions League definitely and now breathing down Leicester's necks as well so oh exactly um, third yeah. of the taking 100% definitely yeah again just Obviously, again, just some credit for that. I also think, you know, the subs he brought on, I mean, Kovacic for Barkley, that famous substitution from <laughs> last year. <laughs> but it was for good effect. I think, you know, Ross, yeah. I, I think, to be fair, Ross has actually done really well since we resumed football from lockdown and he'd started, he was playing well before as well. And he, again, mm-hmm. I thought Ross was very disciplined in that midfield yeah. against City. And then Kovacic came mm-hmm. on. And again, you know, someone with Kovacic is really useful, you know, for, you know, breaking the press or whatever, getting forward. And that, that energy we had from him last 20 minutes fought Frank again with his subs. And also, very telling late on, Billy Gilmore's the one he brings on, not Jorginho. Mm. Um, I guess we'll get into the Jorginho discussion later, bearing in mind that he didn't start against Leicester or come off the bench there either. But yeah, it felt like a huge, huge three points. Probably the biggest result of our season so far, although it feels like every game now is going to feel like the biggest result of the season so far. But that made it two wins in the league in a row after lockdown. It also meant we've now won three in a row in the league and four in a row in all competitions at that point. We moved on to Leicester. That first half, just ugh. <laughs> It was slow, lethargic. It was yeah. just really, really awful. And we were lucky that Leicester weren't that much better either and didn't really create yeah. that much. Yeah. all over the shop. I don't really have much to say about that. I think you summed it up there. Slow, lethargic, just giving the ball away so cheaply the whole time. Um, yeah, like the, the, young, the young boys, like Billy was struggling and in um in centre mid, I think he I think he gave the ball away two or three times and Leicester had a couple of like chances on the counter. And then Reese James was messing about of it a bit. Um to be fair, no one no one really played well at all. Um, no, and I think Frank said as much he could have made about seven yeah. or eight subs if he yeah. could, so Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was interesting because obviously we had you know Kante again, sort of you know perhaps using sort of that Makalele role, a role that you know he's not. Well, we've seen him playing now since the lockdown, sort of playing as that lone DM. Yeah. Obviously, in the past he's played sort of in a two at Leicester with Drinkwater at Chelsea with Matic and then Fabregas, Bakayoko, whatever. Before he was sorry, moved him further forward. But we saw Kante sort of as that DM, which when we had Billy Gilmore sort of on the left of the free and it just didn't really feel like it suited him no no yeah I th- you can, obviously you can tell he's a quality player Billy like from the two games he played before the break against uh, Liverpool and Everton but yeah after, he just he just struggled and I think it's a good learning curve though that'll be a good learning curve for those boys Lampard taking them off yeah, exactly. Um, gives them a bit of a bit of a wake up call. Like you've got you've got to perform when you're called upon, and oh, you've got to try and you've got to take your chance. Exactly. It's what well Barkley. I 
full time said Lampard said that performance, you know, to to them a half time that performance isn't good enough for the Chelsea badge. Yeah. You know, that it's just refreshing to hear like, the honesty from Frank on that because many other managers would, you know, come up with excuses or certain managers might, you know, for whatever reason. But Frank knows like the standards of this club and he expects, you know, high standards and he expects players, you know, to perform at that high level. So yeah, a good a, I think an experience that will do Billy and Reese good. Again, just with Reese, I think he's sort of just probably one of those players that he just needs minutes. It's not going to be easy for him because he's, you know, the games have got a lot of importance on them. Yeah. But it does sort of feel like with him that he's probably someone who just needs to get minutes in the tank. And also these guys, you know, not been playing men's football for as like as long as, you know, their counterparts have just not, you know, quite up to yeah. the speed of it or whatever. Yeah, but I think you could just see when... Um... As P came on, you could just see his experience shining through in that second half. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, a leader on the pitch as well, I think. Yeah, so I guess that, that's sort of the next one, the Leicester game. At half-time, I remember texting you saying, changes, please. I thought we'd see two. I thought Reese and Billy would go off. I was surprised to see Mason go off. I thought Mason did yeah, okay. He was, he was okay, yeah. He created, yeah. He created that Pulisic chance. When that, we yeah, that was anything. a quality pass, that was. But I yeah, guess but then he, played he's a lot, played a lot. He? Yeah, yeah exactly. So we saw the three changes at halftime with Azpilicueta, Kovacic and Barkley coming on for those three. Yeah. You just felt the difference immediately. Yeah, those two those two in the midfield just completely changed the game. Just the energy just, again. Yeah. With, again, we saw about with Kovacic, he's just dribbling out under pressure from you know, the defence. You just feel so calm with him on the ball. Mm. And again, Bar- Barkley, you know, he's lively, you know, if he's you know, final yeah, pass have been good. better, could have maybe scored more, but his just performance in general I thought was very good. Yeah, it definitely just shows his shows his hunger to do well as well because he's come off the bench a couple of times now and he's put a big performance in and won us the game. But I think the annoying thing with him is he'll he'll do that and then we'll give him a start. And then he and then he doesn't do it. Yeah, and then he's the one getting substituted off. It's so, all about consistency with Ross. Yeah, we've we've seen glimpses of his quality, but mm-hmm. it's just whether he can sustain it. Because I look at I look at him and I look at our midfield, and he's probably one of our biggest goal threats from there. Yeah, but it's just a question of with him with it with consistency. But and especially as well, you know, all the links we sort of discussed briefly. You know, Chelsea. You know. The potential for Kai Havertz to come in if you know that's another person coming in the door putting more pressure on Ross you know yeah. we've got a lot of midfield depth so all the midfield are fighting for their places but yeah again Ross he's he's probably been one of our best players since the emergence of football from lockdown so credit credit to him we mentioned you know we saw mention how the changes affected the game uh, we'll just give the Frank quote at full time. He said uh, on his changes that he made, these are young players. They're going to be top, top players of this club and in their careers and themselves. Uh, that was what he said on the changes. And it, at halftime is the worst performance since he'd been there. I mean, I think the Arsenal first half away from home could probably rival that. I guess the lucky thing here, as we said, was that we weren't behind. But credit to Frank, he made changes. And how much confidence... Has he given you, Jack, that Frank is the right man? Because, he, you know, he's done it. We've talked about it. He's done a good job with a fairly average squad. 
but he just seems to be like learning, you know, all the time and improving in all three games since the lockdown. His changes have made a difference. Definitely, yeah, definitely. It seems like it's um, it's just like evolving down at the club, sort of thing. He's yeah, like I said, learn learning each day new things, and it does seem to be on an upward spiral at the moment. And then obviously with new signings coming in. It'll be very interesting next year to see see what happens then. Because, like I said, we, we we didn't get anyone in January, did we? Um, hasn't had any signings really, apart from Kovacic, who was already there. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, done a very good job. If we can come third behind those two teams, best of the rest, sort of thing. Um, I think we'll take that for this year, definitely, going into exactly. next year. And also, the small matter of the fact we're now in an FA Cup semi-final. The draw was made at half-time during Newcastle-Manchester City. We got Manchester United. There was a sense of inevitability about it. We played them three times this year. We've lost three times. It was sort of inevitable we were going to get them. Being realistic, the winner plays City in the final. Arsenal don't really yeah. have a chance there. We took, you know, we'll, I guess closer to the time we'll preview the United game, but some omens, some positive omens. Every year that Chelsea have beaten Leicester in the FA Cup, they've gone on to win it 1997, 2000, 2012, 2018. Um, we beat Manchester United in the final stage in 2017 under Conte. We beat them in the final in 2018 under Conte. Then obviously last year we lost to them in the fifth round under Sari, that infamous game with the Asplaqueta for Zappa Costa substitution at 2 0 down. <laughs> and the whole crowd of the United fans chanting again, sacked in the morning with a fair majority of Chelsea fans joining in as well. How times have changed. Manchester United next in the FA Cup. That's at Wembley, um, the semi final. Jack, to be fair, we'll do a, just a quick discussion on it now. Three yeah. games this year, a 4-0 that was not a 4-0, a League Cup defeat against him where he had, a, to be fair, quite a few of the kids out and it took a moment of, like, just a moment of brilliance from Rashford to win it. Rashford, yeah. The 2-0 defeat at the bridge, our front three that night was William, Batshuayi and Pedro. Kante, yeah. I think, went off injured in that game, if I'm correct. So we've not really played United when we've sort of been at a full strength. Um, that game as well, Maguire probably could have been sent off. Our first goal, I thought, was very unlucky to be disallowed. So despite the fact that United have beaten us three times, we are five points clear of them in the league. There's not really much to fear. We know their quality, but we shouldn't really mm -hmm. fit it, should we? especially given the performances we've seen against the likes of City and against Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. I think we've just got to take the uh, performances and results from these other games against other big clubs. Because even even like Liverpool, we played and we played right. Yeah, we lost. But some of those games are games we've played better in this season. So with a full-strength team, if we can um, uh, go out and perform like against City, then I think we'll beat them. Yeah. Um, but like, if we get the first goal as well, that yeah, would be huge. Well, like, like the first day of the season, that four nil. I think was was it Tammy? Some I think someone oh, yeah, hit Tammy the post. Hits the post at nil nil, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Early on, chances at one nil as well. Yeah, yeah. But it seems, yeah, 
that was our problem earlier on earlier on and well through most of the season not taking chances but um we seem like we're starting to convert them a little bit more um but we'll have to see it's a cup game anything can happen um yeah. it's a massive chance for us to win a trophy huge chance to win a trophy in Frank's first season so yeah. i think we've just got to go all out for it no I would not be putting Caballero in goal like he did the other day. No chance. Got to go well, out yeah. strength. It, it, it was one of those rare games where, to be fair, it, was, it felt quite relaxed with Caballero in goal because we just, you know, briefly weave this in there. Leicester looked pretty toothless against us. Obviously, they didn't have Madison, but they've struggled for goals since the restart. And that's why we're confident we can catch them in third. We're only a point behind. They've got tough fixtures. Yeah. And their next two games are Everton away and they've got Palace. And that won't be easy while we've got um, West Ham and Watford so there's definitely a chance by the time that we next speak on the podcast that we could easily be ahead of them mm-hmm. so fingers crossed that is the case um, just before we get on to West Ham yeah, which the Leicester game made it five wins in a row in all competitions Chelsea's best runner form since that sort of November run where we you know we're just winning games and everyone was like loving life Um we haven't seen Jorginho at all in the two games since he's been available. We've said with Kante going sort of as the lone DM when Frank's like to play sort of two, two eights ahead yeah. of him. Is this a sign that perhaps Jorginho's time is ending or that his importance to the way we yeah, play is waning, maybe. Yeah. Um, obviously, he, he's, he's quality on the ball, Jorginho. Um, and that's something when I watch Kante I'd, obviously I'd, I'd rather have Kante in there just for him breaking up the play no one else does that better but I've noticed Kante, Kante isn't the best on the ball is he in these past few games but I would I, I, I think um, my opinion would be to start pushing him pushing him out of the team sort of thing um, certainly looks that way after the first few games like we said when against City when he brought Billy on in the last few minutes you would normally expect him to bring on an experienced player to see the help see the game out um, yeah, I, yeah I don't know because obviously the first game he was suspended wasn't he yeah he um, completed his suspension mm, against Villa yeah I, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see. I I he has been he has been a lot better this season than last season, but I'm still not sure on him personally. Mm. I don't I know what what you think. My biggest issue with Jorginho is his lack of pace and his sort mm. of mobility, especially sort of in that area, because he's great. You know, he's great with his distribution of the ball, whatever. Yeah. It's sort of in the defensive phase don't feel, you know, particularly comfortable. I think it was against, you know, we'd go back, I think Watford away, him and Kovacic playing out from back and then Jorginho loses it, gives away a penalty. I think in that game made it a lot more tense than it needed to be. Again, I think against City away, they might have been messing around the ball and giving it away. I just, with Jorginho, I just don't think he offers enough. He's tired. I think it's it's a similar it's a similar issue. I think we we talked about Kovacic probably being our player of the year, but Jorginho and Kovacic. I don't, as I've said before, I don't think we need two of them in the same team. No. Frank's seen, you know, Kovacic seems to sort of at the moment be the favourite, probably for the way he's able to break the press pretty easily as well. 
Mm -hmm. So with Jorginho, so we've had the emergence of Billy. We've got, you know, if if Havertz comes in, say he does, you know, maybe for that sort of lone DM spot, you're looking at a Kante, Billy, Kovacic complete, competing for that area. Maybe Jorginho if he's if he's still here, and then you've got the two other mids where you've got, you'd say maybe have Havertz and Mount, and you've got someone like Ruben competing there, Barkley competing there. Yeah. You know, throw in, I don't know, a Tino Andrin or someone, you know, one of some, another youngster or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see with Jorginho. Um, I guess that'll be where we come on to next with our next game being at West Ham. What would our starting 11 be for that game? JD, does Jorginho get back into your starting 11 for West Ham? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... I'll probably just go pretty similar to to what he has been playing. Um, so we go obviously Kepa back in goal. Yeah, same for as I for Alonso. I would say quick word. I don't think Emerson was bad against Leicester. Just you know, didn't really notice him. He, he almost had a shock away play that was one bad one pass. pass. I was like, oh, steady on. Uh, but, oh. but other than that, I don't think he was disastrous. So I think mm. he as Pete and Alonso. Um, interesting one at centre back. Uh, Christensen missed the Leicester game with a, a slight hip injury. Yeah. Um, Rudiger and Zuma again a shaky first half. I, yeah. I've, we said before. I've said before. I think they're erratic, and I think paired together, it's a disaster waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Also, bear in mind Christensen had a very good game against City. I thought defended well. If he's fit, Christensen and Rudiger over back again. Yeah, definitely. If, if he's fit, definitely. Then Kante, Kante in the six again, I think. Um, the other two are a bit more, a bit more difficult after someone like Rost and Kovacic's performances coming I've, on the other yeah, day. I've gone. Um, I'd go Ross and Cover, and Cover, I'd yeah. give Mason a, just a chance off the bench. Yeah, get, well, he, played, he played the most games out of anyone yeah. in the team this Frank, season for Frank us. Frank loves so. him so. Yeah. He's, he's his, his boy. <laughs> boy. So we've got, yeah, probably a midfield three of Ross, Cover, and Kante. Out wide, Pulisic came off, felt a bit of tightness in his calf in the drinks break. Hopefully that's nothing too serious. Doesn't sound like yeah. it's anything too serious. Uh, I guess you'd have precaution. him on the wing. I'd probably go Willian on the wing. Yeah. Up front, I'd probably uh, go Giroud. Oh yeah, either or. I, I thought, yeah, I, I don't mind. It's tough on Tammy because I thought you know the goal that was offside he took well. His mm-hmm. link-up play was you know all right, but he just didn't really get much service in that game. It was quite tough for him. Mm-hmm. So, but given how good Giroud's hold-up players and West Ham, you know, with potentially again going up against a team playing in a low block. Yeah. I think someone like Giroud holding the ball up, getting, you know, flick-ons or, you know... Bringing other players in, yeah. Yeah, that will be crucial. We play West Mm -hmm. Ham. They've lost both games since the restart. Haven't scored a goal. They're going down. (laughs) We say they're going down, but Chelsea's record at the Olympic Stadium isn't great. One win there since West Ham moved. They remember they won at the bridge earlier in the season. Just, just one of the many frustrating. That was games. my birthday that game. 
Oh, absolutely grim. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just grim. So, we, <laughs> so, bearing in mind West Ham haven't scored a goal since the restart, they've lost two in a row. They look pretty ordinary. JD, any time, any chance they, you know, they turn it, they t- make it into their cup final, they turn up and and they get a win. No, I don't. I don't think they'll be us. No, they might. They might be more up for it because it's a London rival. But I think we'll still be too strong for them. Hopefully, anyway. <laughs> I do. I do think the lack of crowd will help us, despite the fact that we, yeah. you know, it's not been an easy stadium for them to play and I do think the fact they're not going to have the fans behind them will make a difference and I think we're sort of seeing in the games that basically it's all about quality the overall quality of teams Mm -hmm. makes a difference because again we've seen Sheffield United now go out to Arsenal in the FA Cup a game that you'd have probably thought beforehand with fans they'd probably win that yeah so I think I I agree with you I'm going to pause but also don't think we'll lose twice to West Ham in one season I hope not anyway. Um, but just to throw in, we have only taken one point from Bournemouth from two games this year and they look like they're going to get relegated as well. So you never know. Um, right, just to wrap up on West Ham then, we're confident we're going to win. We've named our starting 11. I'll just quickly go through that again. That's Kepper as Spilicueta, uh Rudiger, Christensen, Alonso, Kante, Kovacic, Barkley, Pulisic, Abraham, Willian, uh, JD score predictions. Um, I'm gonna go two nil. Okay, okay, I like that. I'm gonna go two one. I just, I think we'll concede a soft, we'll concede a soft goal or something. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll do something stupid. That Leicester game where we weren't really tested. That's surely a one off. Mm. Um, also, just, I just think back to when we played them the year we won the league. We absolutely battered them. And then we conceded, I think we conceded like in injury time, a really just late sloppy goal. We just made it a lot yeah. tighter than it should have. We ended up winning that 2-1, I believe, with goals from Hazard and Costa. Yeah. But yeah, no. So we're saying saying a 2-0 win. I'm saying 2-1. Uh, to everyone who's watched this, I'm just going to do just a little begging now. Um, obviously, if you like what you see or hear, depending on which whatever platform you view us on if you've got someone who's a Chelsea fan a football fan share the podcast with them help us grow we want to reach as many people as we can uh, Jack and I love our football we know we know what we're talking about we think we know what we're talking about most of the time anyway <laughs> and you know maybe if you've listened to the first few podcasts we've got a few things right a few things wrong as per to be expected um, but yeah, if you've got anyone who might be interested, please feel free to share it with them. Um, and again, on Instagram, at that Chelsea podcast, hopefully, you know, perhaps put a bit more content out there for you, put clips of the podcast out there as well. Um, in the meantime, that's going to be the end of this episode. Well, next time we'll see you, just the two of us, will be reviewing the Watford game as well as the West Ham game that we have mentioned. Until next time, keep the blue flag flying high, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.